what's the name of this thing again? Hello and welcome to We Know Better, the podcast where we think we know better, and uh, we're going to tell you about it. My name is Desmond Bowie, and I'm joined by my co-host, Steve Barry. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Hello, Steve. How are you? I'm doing well, man. It was a nice 4th of July. We're here. It, uh, the sun's out. You know, Southern California. That's right. We're coming to you. Um, I guess it's not live. It's live for us from uh, Los Angeles. It's, it's here and right now. <laughs> <laughs> Everything always is for a moment. Then it's gone. But the nice thing is there's always another moment coming along. That, that's a segue I've ever saw. And in this next moment, what do we have to talk about? <laughs> We've got, uh, so we're going to uh, talk about some topics here. And the first one is spaceships that look like penises. Who chooses these topics? <laughs> I do. <laughs> in between episodes. Well, folks, now you've learned something about Steve. <laughs> yeah, but like, can you look at the Falcon 9, right? Yes. Big shaft, a long thing tube. at the top, right? Uh-huh. This is like seventh grade, let me draw all my fucking notebook, right? And then the, the kicker to me, Jeff Bezos comes around <laughs> and has one that looks more like a penis. <laughs> it's, it's uh, uh, as we used to call it, a chode, a little shorter, a <laughs> little wider. And then these huge media moguls are just out and about. I'm going to be the first to space in a dick rocket. <laughs> This is, you know, this, this sounds like <laughs> retconning to me where you make a thing and then you look at it and you're like, huh, this is actually like a penis mobile. Well, the question is, what else would a rocket look like? It needs to be aerodynamic mm -hmm. and streamlined. Mm -hmm. So you're going to end with like a tube <laughs> that comes to a point in the front to break the air. <laughs> yes. Uh, what is the like, uh, what is it? The, the sound barrier shock. Uh, because there's always a point which they're trying to like break the sound barrier, right? So, well, the question is, I mean, it makes you the way the question's phrased makes it sound like there's some like penis rocket conspiracy, <laughs> and I don't think that's true. I Pink think penis. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are just trying to design like, okay, what's an aerodynamic shape, and you know the math works out to look like this, and then we come along mm -hmm. with dick on the brain, and we're like, hey. <laughs> You know what that reminds me of? Speak it's for like, yourself. Yeah, I, well, you're the one that brought this up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let, let's move on. I'm not sure how far or deep we can go with uh, with that topic. But the, the next one is... We can't boldly go where no one's gone before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that comment on the shelf. <laughs> right where you put it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, it's been great. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like trying to compose myself to move on, but it's it's taking a little longer than I think. Um, <laughs> okay, deep breath. Okay, I'm trying. We can do this. I can't look at you. <laughs> um, all right, the uh, first pedestrian death via self-driving car. When did this happen? Uh, I have no idea. I'm just, it's a, it's a, I'm putting it out there as a, what if, what would you do? What, what's the, what's the community going to do? What's the government going to do? What well, are we going to do? Hasn't this already happened? I, I thought like one beta thing in mm -hmm. San Francisco, like hit somebody. Mm -hmm. I don't think he, they died though. Okay. But so. like, okay. But like, think about a self-driving car just plowing through mm -hmm. somebody mm -hmm. in an interse intersection. Sure. Now what? Well, first the person would die. <laughs> get that far. And then someone would get arrested. Would they? Well, Who? If, if an old person plows their car through an intersection and a bunch of people die. Yeah, they're like, well, he's old. Okay, if a young person does that. Yeah, they're in jail. Okay. So the question is, who's going to go to jail? Yeah, nobody. Hmm. White collar crime, you know. Like who? Like the programmer? Like that's that's where I, mm -hmm. I, I think it goes. It, I don't think they should mm -hmm. because if you think about the risk, I imagine a computer is less risky than a human. Yes. Right. So if you're saying we're going to actually make it safer to drive, except now instead of individuals, it's a centralized entity that can get software updates. Mm -hmm. Who goes to jail? Like, I, and I think it's nobody. It can't. 
it can't because it's difficult to figure out who's responsible or it can't because it would hamper our technological development. I, I'm yes, but our system's not built for that. Like a non-human actor, right? Yeah. Uh, that's true. I'm not a lawyer. Should I have said that on the podcast where we think we know? I'm totally a lawyer. Wait, hold on, Desmond. Are you big in lawyer circles? <laughs> um, I bet there are lawyer legal raps. Yo, I bet if you were a lawyer in a courtroom and you like wrapped all of your arguments, you would win every case. <laughs> the jury would be like, there's no way we can convict this guy. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of like Idiocracy, that movie uh-huh. where he's like, yo, He's guilty. Just look at him. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> like you're, you're adjacent to that uh-huh. with the rapping lawyer. Well, what I like about it is that like someone would have to, a lawyer would have to get up there with the stones mm-hmm. to be like, we're not going to play this one safe. I am convinced <laughs> of this theory. Um, and I respect that. I mean, who knows what their client would think, but you imagine if you go to like the rapping lawyer, you know what you're going to get. Like you're signing up for that. <laughs> Just see like the billboard off the 10. Yo, in a problem, rapping lawyer. No, no, no. It's got to be a rhyme. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Well, otherwise you could sort of lose the advertising. Uh, <laughs> okay. What's the rhyme? <sighs> Let's see. So if, I'm a, if I'm a rapping lawyer, what am I going to say? You, about you myself? can come back if you need to. Let me think about that for a minute. My freestyling <laughs> chops are not hot. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I've got... I got just the thing right here for you. Uh oh. <laughs> That's not what I was trying to do. <laughs> oh wait, no. Hold on. Uh. Uh. All right, this is not gonna work. I'm terrible at this. Thwarted by technology. Continue on. Uh. So the question is, if a self-driving car hits someone. Who is liable? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like an insurance question because someone's going to get sued. You know, there's a criminal case of like, okay, someone died. We have to prosecute them. There's also a civil case of mm-hmm. uh, who's responsible. Um, and civil cases, they have a broader definition of responsible. They have a lower threshold for culpability and a couple other things. So um, an insurance company is going to end up paying for it one way or another. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the company, I you know, there's going to be some wrangling. I would say the car company, because they have deep pockets. I would say the software company that built the software is also liable because mm-hmm. um, they put it together. Now, would you like dial that down to a specific programmer that wrote a certain line of code? I doubt it for a couple reasons. One, it's difficult to isolate a specific line of code unless there's a flagrant bug, um, which would be like... A, What's the word? Egregious. If intersection, murder, pedestrians. Yeah, that's like, you know, <laughs> gross negligence or something. Um, yeah, but that's going to be covered. I mean, the software company is going to have insurance. And their contract is also going to mm-hmm. uh, remove them from as much, much responsibility as possible. Mm-hmm. Unless it's, you know, Tesla or whatever. And they own it. But I, I bet you there's some legal bullshit they do to separate themselves from the actual thing. Well, they could try that. But someone is going to be left holding the bag at the end of the day. So you have um, a sort of, maybe it's virtuous balance between like either the software company is going to be responsible or the car company. And they can hash out in negotiations mm-hmm. like who's who's more responsible. Mm-hmm. But they can't be like, oh, not me. And the other one's like, well, not me either. <laughs> and then no one is like, that's not going to work. I don't know. I, I, I just don't think it's going to go anywhere. That's the thing is like, you're making an articulate nuanced argument and i don't think our system is equipped to deal with any of that i think um i mean the law has a lot of nuance to it but not for tech stuff uh yeah i mean tech stuff kind of upends a lot of like jurisprudence because a lot of that stuff is built around some all of it mean uh you know a, a human actor with agency or you know a corporation with whatever personhood it has money but, you know, there's a lot of, like, um, abstraction and stuff at the edges of legal theory where they work this stuff out. Um, and, you know, we're starting to see judges that are younger. Not all of them are in their, in their 60s. It's a little weird to see a judge that's, like, 37. It's like, 
<laughs> you old enough for this? <laughs> yeah, but you they know, know what, what like doing? the computer is. Yeah. Um, That's the thing I'm worried about with regulation. It was with blockchain. I think it's with AI now. Like they're talking about like uh, Sam Altman from mm -hmm. OpenAI. He's going in and schmoozing all the legislators, mm -hmm. right, to get regulation around AI. And to me, this reeks of regulatory capture mm -hmm. where you have someone that is very powerful. Very, it happened here in, in California when they did um, recreational marijuana. Mm -hmm. uh, all the medical players were like, you know what? We need a permitting system. Mm -hmm. And it, it, we can't have these new people selling God knows what to your children. Right. But at, you know us, we don't sell God knows what to your children. So we need to pause all licenses for the next four years, three or four years. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're the only people that are going to be able to, to do recreational marijuana. It, it was right. a money printing machine. Right. I feel the same way with open AI where like Sam Altman's like, be careful. You can only trust me. Right. And then now all of a sudden it's like the energy companies. It's a regulatory capture. Energy companies. Yeah. What energy companies? I missed uh, that segue. Oh, uh, sorry. I worked at a energy Efficiency company. <laughs> um, uh, there are boards of, this is going to be way too boring, but there are boards for states that then determine the rates that you pay for electricity in right. most states. Mm -hmm. And so there's like five or 10 people per state that then just like sit there and they're like, you're going to pay mm, 28 cents a kilowatt hour this year. Mm -hmm. And that's what everybody charges. Right. That's pretty nuts for a free market. Well, there's a reason that that is not a free market because mm -hmm. if electricity bills swung wildly, then like society would collapse. Yeah. So <laughs> it seems fair to me that for some things, you know, utilities, that's mm -hmm. what I call them, utilities, power, water. It's like, there's gotta be some bounds on it. You mm -hmm. can't have the free market and like whatever AI trading bots coming in and spiking prices here and there. And suddenly you get like a $3,000 water well, bill. I mean, that was Enron. Like. Yeah, and those are, you know, I don't want to say they're anomalies. I hope they're anomalies. I'm sure they're more prevalent than we think they are. But uh, I feel like we're a little off from regulatory capture, and what about these self-driving cars? So, I mean... Yeah, we definitely... Self-driving cars way. are coming. Someone's going to be left holding the bag. I don't know if anyone's going to go to jail, um, which could provoke some outrage, but people are going to get paid out mm -hmm. for sure. Um and I think it's going to be weird because I think we have an emotional reaction to like, no, like, fuck that person. Like, we got to lock them up. But there's like no one to lock up. Yeah. There's nothing there. Uh, and we'll look for someone to blame. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know that we'll find someone. And I do think that uh, overall, like a self-driving car, an autonomous vehicle would be safer than something driven by a person. Mm -hmm. I think you'll see accidents go down overall. But the ones that do happen are going to be in the papers. And it's oh my god, look at this stuff! It's a Terminator, blah blah blah, and uh, people are going to freak out. Dude, do you remember that um, like road spike that went road through spike. a Tesla battery? No, like on the four hundred five, uh -uh. and it started a battery fire, and like it was all over. And I imagine all the PR teams for every single company in the world that's not Tesla was like, bump this up, and so essentially take uh, them down. Yeah. It was like a piece of rebar that just mm -hmm. like fell off a truck, mm -hmm. punctured the battery, and then they pulled over, and then the car caught fire. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh my God, batteries plus fire equals death. Mm -hmm. Even though everyone got out, it did catch on fire. The car was a loss. Also, like gasoline catches on fire. That, <laughs> what was it, the Ford Pinto? Remember that one? Well, like, that's a bad example because... <laughs> That car didn't make it because it easily caught on fire. But but still, it's like, you know, you have a a giant tub of gasoline. Yeah. And, you know, gasoline doesn't catch on fire ever. And it's like... Its whole purpose is to catch on fire. Yeah, I, that's that. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's like... But it's but only like where this, we want it to catch on fire. Yeah, but it, like this thing happened once. You have... You know, anyway. Uh-huh. All right. Well, um, we got to move on. Because I don't know how we got so far away from that one. But we came back. Nice Did we done. reach a conclusion? Uh, white people not going to jail. I mean, that's that's a topic for like everything. But. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's a different podcast. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about, um, uh, this is my favorite one for today. Okay. Um, uh, rich people have in the, you know, very recently been going too far up on planet earth and mm-hmm. too far down. Mm-hmm. The too far down one resulted in some deaths. Don't really care because those people seem not that nice. But there's this theme of of these wealthy individuals going uh, to the extremes of gravity, right? right? Sure. What's the deal with that? What's the deal with that? Well, if you're sitting on a shit zillion dollars, what would you do with it? Go to space. Something fun, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You go pretty far out. Yeah. You're not going to just like, I don't know, go have lunch somewhere. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Lake Como lunch. Yeah. Uh, put me on a rocket times. ship. Like, let's see what's going on up there. Would you go up or down? Uh, I would go up first. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. What the fuck's down? Nothing. Well, quite a bit, actually. <laughs> what? Dead people and the Titanic? No, there's, you know, the underground is like the um, final frontier. It's undiscovered country. And what? You see like all fish? No, there's tons of stuff down there. I would, I don't, I haven't been, so. <laughs> yeah, but, but I know, I know better, so. <laughs> right, I gotta, I gotta remind myself of yes. that. I mean, um, but up has planets. Well, you're not gonna go to them. Yeah, but you're gonna get up. Okay. <laughs> You're just slightly closer to these planets that are too far to get to. Um, no, there's tons of stuff underwater. I mean, and it's a pretty alien world. It's also like really hostile. I'm surprised that people are, there's a lot of dimensions to like, to this disaster. Oh my God, it was Titanic. And those Wait, people what's died the dimensions? And, well, and then there's like, well, why did they send all this Coast Guard for these rich people? Because you know, the they're rich. Stuff. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, <laughs> it's dangerous down there. Uh-huh. You know, you're thousands of feet under the sea. Yeah. Like, this is dangerous. Yeah. Like, of course people are going to die. Uh-huh. But I think we've become uh, less tolerant of that kind of risk today because, like, everything's safe and we assume everything's fine. And there isn't really a sense of, like, no, like, this this is dangerous. You have a, like, 10% chance of dying. Mm-hmm. And think about that. Like, every 10 times you do this, like, someone's going to die. I don't know how many people would uh, would do something like that, would do anything, knowing that they could actually die. We've internalized in the 21st century mm-hmm. that like all of our activities are pretty safe. Mm-hmm. We're probably not going to die, as opposed to 100 years ago. It's like, yeah, you get an airplane, like good chance you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Maybe 100 plus years ago, you get into a car, like good chance you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we don't count that one. Okay, uh, so. You know, when people do these risky things at the edge of like, this is a hostile foreign environment, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, people are going to die. Like, mm-hmm. it's inherently dangerous. And so it's weird when we act all surprised when they do actually die, which should be expected. Like, it's complicated stuff. Anything goes wrong, lights out. And from what I read about, you know, the forces on this thing as it implodes, like, mm-hmm it implodes faster than your brain processes stuff. So like they're, you know, one minute you're there and then it's just, did you see the simulation on Twitter? No, <laughs> it's like you're on Twitter. We, <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, I saw it somewhere and, uh, they were, it was just like, felt like one of those discovery channel episodes from like 20 years ago. And they were like, and these like explorers were down in the depths and let me, let's like show you how it got, how they all got crushed. And it was like, Someone's stepping on a soda can. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. I was like. But, <laughs> okay. It took all this to just show this. There, <laughs> show was, someone there, stepping was, on there a soda was nothing. Can. Yeah. There was nothing there. Well, I hear it took less than two milliseconds. And then uh, the force of the, um, the implosion would have caused the air to heat up so much that it would explode. So you have this sort of like implosion explosion thing. But it's, you know, it's weird to think about like. One minute you're here, minute, one moment you're here. Mm-hmm. And then the next moment, like, well, what? Mm-hmm. It's, so I think about this when I kill mosquitoes. They're just like doing their thing. And then it's just lights out. Like you have no concept of anything happening or changing. And then when you're dead, like, you're not really aware of anything. What a way to go. So I don't feel bad for them. Because like, there's, you know. They didn't know better. They, they didn't know anything. Yeah, they were having a great time, and that was the last. I mean, they were probably click. a little worried because they're deep undersea <laughs> in a hot dog. A hot dog, dude. A, that's a, a thing that's submersible th- penis. 
We're not there yet. <laughs> uh, the thing that bugged me was that every other vessel be, that went down there successfully was machined out of titanium. Mm-hmm. Insert any metal, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But it was a it was a sphere. It was a ball. So you have as opposed to a tube. Yeah, but like the thing is, like you have a ball, you have a sphere, and it's equal pressure everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And then some billionaire was like millionaire wealthy white dude was like you know what let's make this a carbon fiber hot dog because the middle of the hot dog is always the most stable and then he made some like bullshit reason where he was like gonna put microphones on it to like determine the like there would be acoustic sounds if it started like fatiguing and then they would be like oh no we're calling it off like that that to me is like the most bonkers thing do you know why they chose carbon fiber instead of a metal? Uh, no, but I imagine money. Like it was cheaper? I mean, you're not going to make a... I mean, how big of a fucking piece of titanium do you need to like mill that out? Well, let me tell you, I actually have done this math. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's about three quarters of an inch. <laughs> I mean, it was five inches of carbon fiber, I believe. Okay, I'll revise my estimate. <laughs> I <laughs> know uh, that was the first one. No, the second one was definitely, uh, what was it? Oh, six inches. That's right. The thing with um, carbon fiber is like, okay, so part of it fatigues. Like, how do you, I don't think you could just cut out a hole and like layer a new piece Check into it. Check it out. You know, like, you. I think you have to fabricate the whole thing at once. Mm-hmm. Whereas at least with like a metal tube, well, I don't know if you could cut out a section. I feel like it'd be easy to repair a metal tube. Yeah, but it, it's metal. Yes. You know what carbon fiber is? Glue. Right. With like some like fancy strands in between. Of carbon fiber? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll <laughs> give me 20 pennies. I'll put 20 in the metal department. Well, it depends, right? I mean, carbon fiber sounds pretty cool. Probably looks cool too. I mean, it does look cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what like, you need is you need another ship to go uh next to the carbon fiber one to be like, isn't that cool? <laughs> Because you can't see it from the inside. <laughs> can't see. Like a hockey stick. Wait a second. But the thing is, the cool like, carbon fiber pattern actually on hockey sticks, that's actually layered on. That's not actually what it looks like. Oh, it's all marketing? Yeah. Wow. Because like the actual carbon fiber is like black. Mm-hmm. Looks like shit. Oh, it doesn't look like shit. Looks like it's black plastic. No, it's cool, but it's like all woven. You, you can't see that in most of them. Oh, I can see it in some things. What if, what if they no, just but then, made... If you see it in some things, it's, it's an overlay. It's literally a piece of like printed shit uh-huh. on top that looks like carbon fiber. Hmm. Carbon fiber I've seen like on bikes, on bike frames and mm-hmm. stuff like that's, it looks like the frame is woven. I don't think they layer that on. It's layered on. Dude, I made, I designed a hockey stick. Okay. That's a hockey stick. They're, they're that and a bike are the same goddamn thing. I don't want to tell you this, Steve, but a bike and a <laughs> hockey stick are not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're approaching this from different uh, from first principles. <laughs> yes. See, with one of them, <laughs> you hit a small puck towards the goal. Mm-hmm. And with the other, you like ride up a mountain. No one's riding up a mountain on a hockey stick. And no uh, one with a carbon fiber bike like is going to hit a defense puck with of it. beat it, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which you're only going to do with a stick, not with a bike. <laughs> Well, you could beat it on a bike, but in a different way. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, you serve me that bullshit, and I roast it and serve it back to you. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the next point. Carbon fiber pressure vessel, question mark. No, no, no. Let's go the other direction, because you mentioned that you saw this on Twitter. So let's talk about uh, Facebook's new oh thread Twitter called not Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's way better. Threads. What is the deal with the name Threads? Why do they call it that? Uh, that's how you talk in Threads. Yeah, but like, is that the main uh, 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 conversation thing on Twitter? Or is it that someone's broadcasting and you're just like listening? I think it starts with, uh, I mean, IRC. And then you had Slack where you like talk in Threads, right? IRC didn't have Threads. Or, no, but I think that's where like the uh, format, sorry, of remote communication started. Okay. Like the, like, you know, we, you would like backslash and you have an emotion, right? That was like pre emoji. Yes. Right. What does that have to do with a thread? I just think that that's when people like this thread started in the 
like this new remote communication era, right? And so you need these like uh, different structures of communicating. And so like with forms, right? You have a thread, you know, hey, why is my insert question here? You know, my stereo jack not working this thing, right? And then someone would be like, oh, because I have this and blah, 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 right? And you have a thread on a bulletin board. Right. And then that turned in, that sort of migrated its way into hip chat and hip chat and Slack, right? And so I think they were just like, hey, it's the next evolution and it's threads. And it's not and it it's also more importantly, not Facebook, not Twitter, not Mastodon. I read that Mastodon has one employee. Awesome for them. <laughs> yeah, but are they making money? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's one dude. How do they make money at all? What do they make money off of? Support? Being not Twitter. Patreon? Yeah. <laughs> Support me on my Patreon. So if you want this server to be up. Um. Anyway, are you going to sign up for um, Facebook's Twitter? I love it because it's neither Facebook nor Twitter. <laughs> but it's, but it's it Facebook's, Facebook's Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. FBT. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. No, no, but also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those things where you're like, you know what? This better not work because if it does, then I have to join it. Right. That's my dilemma. Like, you know, and you don't want to join it for political reasons. No. Why don't you want to join it? Because fuck them. Okay. There, that sounds like there's, a political reason. There's no, <laughs> if that's not political. <laughs> I don't mean political in the sense of like lower my taxes. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, they, be, they better. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to go with this. Uh, well, do no, you think, fuck them. Do you think it's going to be successful? Do you think it's yes. going to steal a bunch of users away from Twitter? Yes. And facilitate their well, decline? Twitter sucks. We talked about it. Twitter still has uh, 300 million monthly active users. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's a lot of people. And, um, and it barely works. Well, it's still serving up something to 300 million people a month. Yeah, but like Facebook would come in and be like, hey, it's the same thing, but not Twitter. You know, a lot of companies try that and it's really difficult to peel people away from habits and social networks. But Facebook has a zillion dollars. Yeah. How's it working for their metaverse? Well, that was a bad idea from the get go. <laughs> Who says this isn't a bad idea? Uh, some people. Well... They're stupid. <laughs> now I'm really embracing this whole, <laughs> I know better thing. It took me a minute to get in the swing of it, but I like this name. Uh, okay. oh, well, here you go. Okay. What should they do? What should who do? Threads. What should they do? You mean as a company or like, what should the product? No, do? just the, the big, what should they do? Cause they're trying to do something mm -hmm. and there's some challenges. They're trying to, well, wait, they're trying to take Twitter over. Mm -hmm. So is the question, how should they go about that? Or is the question, should they even exist? I mean, both. I think it's more of like, if you're, you know, mm -hmm. uh, not Elon Musk at the head of, you know, not Twitter, AKA threads, mm -hmm. what do you do? Sorry, I space. If I'm Elon Musk... No, if, if you're not Elon Musk. I'm not Musk. Elon Musk, and I'm running this thing. And Zuckerberg has been like, okay, we've had this project under development for a mm -hmm. while. You know, we sense this instability to competitor. Like, let's go for it. Yeah. I can understand that from, like, a strategy point of view. And I think Twitter, Twitter is uh, weak. Twitter. Uh, I think it's challenging to displace a social network like that. I think that sort of thing happens organically. God damn it. This is not what they should do. Okay. What should they do? Well, they should put me in charge and pay me like three quarters of a million dollars. Uh, there we go. <laughs> and then I'll think about it. <laughs> I'm not giving away my secrets for free. Uh, hey, dude, that's a brilliant plan. Okay. <laughs> that's at least a start. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you got to get paid. Um, what should they do? I mean, they like, I don't know. They are close with this whole like Instagram thing and everyone uses Instagram all the damn time. Um, young people use TikTok. Young people use TikTok. 
so who uses Twitter? Like politicians, people who think about stuff, they use Twitter. No one goes to Twitter for, well, I guess they go for entertainment sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Like there, I don't know what you offer on Twitter aside from like, this is this a product that does the same thing. You tweet at people, but like it's run by company X as opposed to company Y. Um, the one thing that I think would be different about Facebook's Twitter that I know is different mm-hmm. is that um, you have to be logged in to use it. Like Twitter, Twitter, mm-hmm. it's a lot of like public people that don't have accounts. Yeah. You know, they follow it along. The news so, can like whatever. fucking pull it up and be like, oh, here's this tweet from so-and-so. Yeah. J random person like must be true. Oh boy. So I think it adds a different dimension to it. If you know that someone, um, if you have to be logged in to see it, it adds a certain barrier to entry. Um, you know, Facebook already knows who you are everywhere else. So I think it, um, you know, it doesn't pull away. Uh, what's the phrase? The fringes of society, people mm-hmm. that want to remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I wonder how much longer anonymity is going to really last on the internet. But um, for the time being, I think that's a big draw. And I think people will put up with a crappy product because they're used to it and because it offers other uh, advantages. Yeah, easy. So, I mean, Twitter like barely works now. It's really frustrating. What does that mean, barely works? Uh, can't send tweets? Well, they, <laughs> Can't read tweets? Can't tweet. No, they, I mean, they had a, uh, a cap now. So you can read... I think it's like 1,500 tweets or something like that. I think it's 6,000. Insert number. And then uh, then they're like, nope, we're not going to serve you anymore. Yeah. Does uh, it bother you? Unless you pay. Uh-huh. And then you can get unlimited tweets. Okay. Um, I hope I have never read 6,000 tweets in a day. Yeah, me too. Because that would be a colossal waste of time. Yeah, I, I get that. But I think there's a lot of people that do that. Well, fuck those people. I, they can pay $5 a month to read 10,000 tweets. The thing though is that they're really valuable to Twitter. Yeah, especially if they're paying them $5 a month. Because seriously, like if you are hooked on the drug, if you're reading more than 6,000 a day, and like you got to charge those people. Yeah, but a lot of people don't want to pay for shit. Okay, That's, well, like <laughs> we have a saying for this, which is tough shit. <laughs> I mean, it costs Twitter money to run this. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Would we like something free? Of course we would. But like, you know, tough shit. Yeah. So, and it seems fair to me that like 6,000 tweets a day is a pretty high threshold mm-hmm. for what you're, what a, a human being would consume on this. And if you are consuming like that top 1% of 1%, then yeah, you can pay $5 yeah, a month. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. that's reasonable. I think the, the economics of these kind of products are so fucked up where it's like, we just need everybody. And so that, that price to get everybody's always free. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, now let's figure out like some demonic money. way to make money. Right. And then it's either like, you know, whore attention. It's what, it's always divisive advertising. You yeah. Know. Yeah. I mean, it turns out it's fun to build something that like people find useful, but then you ask them to pay to use it. And everyone's like, no, I don't want to use this. And it's like, well, <laughs> nah. but we want you to use it. It's like, yeah, okay. And it's, it's, it's funny that we've come to expect or that they've sort of helped us get used to the idea that we should have these things for free, that this is available to me. All I right. mean, I would never assume that I could get a car for free. You wouldn't download a car. So, you know, but we expect the tech stuff to be free. Yeah. Would you pay 200 bucks a year for Instagram? Would I pay 200 bucks a year for Instagram? I would reframe that as what I pay like $18 a month mm-hmm. for Instagram. I would use that as an excuse to get off Instagram. Yeah, fair enough. Um, if all of my friends were on Instagram and they were like, did you see that thing on Instagram? Um, would I pay $18 a month for that? Uh, no. And here's why. Because I do think there's some fun stuff on Instagram. Like I get tiki inspiration off Instagram. I get other kinds of inspiration off Instagram. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to peruse that stuff. But you can find that on like DeviantArt. You can find mm-hmm. that on YouTube. Like there's other channels for DeviantArt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, there's other channels for sort of seeing that stuff that I want to see. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the social engagement stuff, like, I could kind of do without, and I try to do without, and I realize I'm sort of curmudgeonly, but, like, yeah, if they charge me for it, I would not pay for it. Mm-hmm. Would you? Uh, no. Uh, I don't find a value. Okay. But I can, I know the people that would. Sure. And I'm adjacent to that. And oh. so I, I can, like, because to me, there, there is a lot of, uh, to me, I call it the shopping channel now. Instagram? Yeah. Like, you get tons of ads. I get some really relevant ads. It's brilliant. If I want to, like, buy shit, I just go on Instagram. What kind of shit are you buying? Shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Work stuff, clothes. It's a lot of clothes. And recently, golf shits. Golf clothes? <laughs> I mean, golf loves accessories, so I feel it's... There's a lot of... Uh, I mean, golf has unlimited accessories. Mm-hmm. They're like white people, disposable income. Do you want a tee that never breaks? Well, it costs $900. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people buy it. But they give away tees for free. Yeah, but they're wood ones. Yeah, but they're free. It's one. It says it never breaks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying. But that, uh-huh. that's, yeah, no. So, no, I'm not going to pay for Instagram. Okay, so. Um, Actually, I'm going to take your exact excuse. I don't want to pay for it, and I don't want to have to. So, if you are the sort of person that would pay $200 a year, what are you doing on it? You're paying 200 to, like, hang out with your friends. Eat. And, like, be in a club. Uh because yes. I assume that those people are very like, oh, here's what I did this weekend. What did you do this weekend? Here's yeah. me in Europe. Blah, blah, blah. Santorini. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And that's worth $18 a month to participate in that scene. Yeah. It's okay. the cover charge for uh, remote life. So if then it becomes that kind of club, are the rest of us going to get pulled along by the social desire to fit in? Uh, you and I, maybe not, but mm. other people, yes. Okay. So here's the last question then. Would they make more money by doing that and excluding us? Or do they make more money off of schmucks like you and me by serving us ads or just by adding us to their, like, you know, there's something to be said for having a larger mass of people on yeah. the thing. It makes more valuable to the core audience that would pay that money if a schmucks in the periphery are like, hey, we're out here. And they're like, yeah, send it to them too. Because you think, I, yeah. think about people that are, you know, these massive influencers and they got millions of followers. Like if you took away sort of casual observers, like mm-hmm. those numbers would drop quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And then I guess you could say, well, but would it be a more like valuable core? Uh, the thing I keep coming to is, uh, do you know League of Legends, that video game? Uh, yes, I've heard of League of Legends. So I did some consulting there years ago and uh, I was like, hey, um, you guys don't talk about money at all at this company. Mm-hmm. Like, so that means either it's pouring in the windows mm-hmm. or there's no money. And they're like, it's pouring in the windows. And so I was like, okay, but like, it's free. Like, how do you mentally deal with this user base? Right. And they're like, no, no, it, a person is content. Like, so if I want to play and I don't have any friends, I can join. And if there's a healthy ecosystem, those individuals will play against me and they're literally the, the game's content, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's a brilliant way of thinking about this. And I feel the same way with Instagram to a certain degree, right? Like you are the products and everything else is just like, that's how they just monetize this exchange. Well, there's a missing piece of like, okay, you can say you're the product, but like, where does the money come from? Someone cuts you a check. Mm-hmm. Who's cutting you the check? Uh, in League of Legends or? Yeah. Or in any of these things where like, quote, you are the product. Oh, well, in there it's like around like skins and um, like visually looking different and unique from everybody else. Okay. That's different. I understand that. Yeah. Part. It's like flair. It's like clothing. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's how, I mean, I think that's how every, everything's moving in that direction. Because the one thing, so it's uh, to like buy a skin, uh, mm-hmm. to like look like a slightly different character. It costs like six bucks, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think I spent like $40 in my entirety uh, buying shit on League of Legends. When I consulted there, everybody on the team I was with, the average spend was over $7,000. 
seven thousand dollars in a year? No, like over the lifetime. Over the lifetime, like, and this is the game was only at that point like four years old. Like, so you're, you're so if you think about the MSRP on a video game, right? You buy GTA Five from GameStop, and it's what seventy bucks. People are like, Ugh. right? Okay, so the average is going to be seventy dollars, right, per unit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now all of a sudden, imagine you could pay someone can pay seven thousand dollars. The ARR, or sorry, the the mean for that is going to go way up. So now you make tons of money. I don't know. I feel the same thing's happening with Instagram, Twitter. Well, there's a big difference because in Instagram or Twitter, anything where they're like uh, they're selling advertising against your attention, um, they know how much money like they can expect to make off you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lifetime value of the customer um and how much you know is each ad worth this thing and it's like 30 cents or something you know how much can we make off of each customer and none of these social networks are making seven thousand dollars off of customers no um, i think was it facebook's like 32 bucks per person per year yeah so you know you sell four skins to somebody five six i guess whatever the math is um you've yeah. made more money than facebook makes off mm-hmm. them that seems like a better business model than me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no like privacy shit involved. You know? Yeah, it sounds like a great business model. <laughs> but that's you know, fundamentally different. Like you can't, Instagram's not going to be like, pay me, you know, $10 to like update your profile photo. You tell them to get lost. Mm-hmm. On their carbon fiber bike, their hockey stick. <laughs> Ride it off into the sunset, pal. I think that would be awesome, like though. Evil witch. Like five bucks to change your profile pic. Do you remember when they used to get us to pay for ringtones? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are the days. Yeah, but I mean, the same thing with like, uh, remember when used to pay for like MP3s? Pay for MP3s. You yeah. mean like on iTunes? Yeah. And now you just subscribe because you're smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, had a discussion with my dad years ago about this sort of thing. And he was like, well, but, you know, if I stop paying the monthly fee to Spotify, they don't have the music anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, that's true. But, like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to listen to music? You know, if you buy one album a month, if you're buying it, I mean, shit. Last time I bought a CD, it was at least $18 a month. Mm-hmm. $18 for the CD. For CD, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was, you know, a long, long time ago. So that's like two and a half months of the subscription. And mm-hmm. you're probably buying more than one CD a month if you're listening to any kind of music. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just like your music budget. And you mm-hmm. just like fork it over and you get everything. But is that a different like mental model for these kind of things that we're, get, that we're approaching where we're not owning, you're like uh, right. renting, mm-hmm. right? Because like if you die, I mean, you, you can't hand over your Spotify account. That's totally paid for to your kids or your like relatives or friends. But like yeah. uh, you can with your vinyl, you can with your CDs, right? So like, what do you, what do you think about that? Like, what was it like leasing of ownership? Mm-hmm. It depends. I mean, sometimes it's nice. Sometimes, you know, you want to feel like you own something, mm-hmm. especially if it's a physical object. Thing. I give it to you. You have that thing like possession of this is emotionally obvious. Uh, sometimes I don't want that. Like my mom keeps threatening to give me and my sister like a bunch of her furniture when she dies. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you'll get this. You can have this table. And we're both like, mom, like we don't want this shit. Like this is, we're not into this at all. <laughs> not our style, not our thing. Yeah. We don't have places to put it. Like this stuff is going to go when you go. And she doesn't get that. She doesn't want to believe that the stuff that she spent all this time yeah. acquiring, we're going to ditch. But it's like, hey, you know, it has value to you. It doesn't have value to us. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my vinyl collection was hers. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Um, but it's also a burden mm-hmm. to get these things. So, you know, sometimes you don't want it. Sometimes you do. Like subscribing to this stuff. I'm trying to think of what I subscribe to. Like there is no ownership there. And and I think an, uh, a more interesting way to look at it is if I am subscribing to it, is it changing? Like, mm-hmm. am I getting free updates? Because, mm-hmm. you know, normally when you buy something, like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change. But if I'm getting, like, software updates, make my car go faster, you convince me of, like, okay, well, this is 
This is a subscription to a service that we are constantly improving. Mm -hmm. But that's an enlightened way to think about it, though. Because, like, I well, thank you. Because <laughs> I feel that with like the I got a Tesla, and you can pay ten bucks a month mm -hmm. to get like you know, uh, Wi-Fi. Sorry, cellular network on it, and it does like more shit. Like you can get Spotify on there. You don't have to tether your phone. It tells you the wow. traffic. You don't have to tether your phone. <laughs> yeah, How much is that worth? $200 a year? 10 bucks a month. <laughs> um, but it's, it's worth a, half of Instagram to not have to tether your phone. Yeah. My phone like <laughs> connects automatically to my car. Yeah. It does with the Tesla too. But I, I pay $10 a month for the convenience to not have to do that. I don't have to tap two buttons. I can tap one and get Spotify. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I got nothing, buddy. Um, uh, but like, uh, people, you know, it's that old joke of like, remember when you were like downloading MP3s and there's that ad, it was like, you wouldn't download a car, would you? And it's like, yeah, I would. So she said free. Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like the model's changing a bit. So like you, you buy something like a car or whatever, and now there's a, a service fee. Right. Uh, but I think from a product standpoint and from an experience standpoint, that aligns the incentives a lot better because now the company has an incentive to have you pay monthly, right? Mm -hmm. And if you get the reward, then you'll keep paying. Mm -hmm. So their incentive then is to continue to, to improve the product where in the past you get like, you know, the car and then it's like, okay, well like, what can you do to it? And it's like nothing. Well, you might be able to like hot rod it or something. Totally. But that, but then that's totally on you, right? right? Like, well, we're here and like now you can, you know, oh, I can insert, you know, go on my app and pay more for, Full driving or the danger then is like at what point or if, you know, one day they stop supporting it, mm -hmm. does it break your car? Yep. Okay. Well, that sucks. Yep. That's a terrible experience. Yeah. I would say that is a like enough of a shitty experience to turn me off of the whole thing. Hey, but that isn't that with anything that goes out of business though? No. Uh, you can buy old cars. Yeah. That still work, even <laughs> though the company's gone out of business. Yeah. So like, but that's I, cool. I imagine you could do the same thing with with cars. Go. I mean, you can even hack Teslas now. I'm not saying you want to. That, that sounds like a well. My people point, are like, oh my god, you can like you know backdoor an iPhone. It's like why? Yeah, but I actually um, someone at my gym had shit stolen out of their Tesla because mm -hmm. someone has like a remote control that like unlocks all Teslas. Mm -hmm. Which seems kind of silly, but um, yeah. So, uh, what's the question like? Um, subscription, like a, a car as a service, leasing ownership. That's leasing the concept. ownership. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like the idea of like getting updates to things, um, but there's a downside to that, which is what happens when they stop supporting it. Mm -hmm. um, and I also like to work on machines. Like I'm a engineer handy guy. I like that stuff. Um, a lot of these things will preclude me from doing that. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, you change your own oil, like voids your warranty, pal. Like, go fuck yourself. Desmond may or may not have a car that truck pickup truck. He's been working on for years. I do have a truck. I've been working on for years. <laughs> uh, no warranty on that thing. No updates on that thing. Um, and, you know, it's a different experience and it's not for everyone. A lot of people just want to be like, whatever, just like magic car me mm -hmm. from yeah. here to there. And, you know, it's one way to go through life, but I don't like it. So I guess the answer is it depends on what the what the subscription is. Some things that, you know, I will subscribe to, like Spotify. Other mm -hmm. things I like to buy and own and have. And that's it. Um, and some things like don't make sense to upgrade. Like, what are you going to upgrade on my car remotely? Software, like, is the suspension going to get better? And maybe in your car it does. Your pickup truck has a fucking, like, manual, like, spark. What is it? The, uh, where, like, it, it times the, the sparks Distributor? out? Distributor, that's it. Yeah. Um, I don't actually manually control the timing. A friend of mine has a Ford Model T from, like, 1918. And there is a knob where you can control the timing of the spark. You can like retard it when it's starting. It's intense. It's intense. It is an intense vehicle. <laughs> if that has like the <laughs> fucked up like gas pedal and like the shit, like everything's not what it should they be. They have, the gears are high and low. 
<laughs> it's nuts, dude. That is a crazy vehicle. Who, who, who's that? Um, it's my friend, my friend's boyfriend, whatever this dude works in cars. He has this like old ass car. And it is that's man, about as old ass as you can get. It's almost as old as you can get. Yeah. Um, what else can I say about it? It has one gauge on the instrument cluster. What do you think what? the gauge is? RPM. No. Uh, gas? No. <laughs> Forwards, backwards? It's the ammeter. It shows how much current, electrical current, is in the system so you know when the battery is charged. That's this it. battery sucked like really bad back then? I guess I guess so. I mean, I think it, it also has a hand crank. Yeah, see, yeah isn't it like the... Yeah, but he also has an electric starter. Um, oh, because luxury, I know, right? Well, the uh, hand cranks. Okay, Uh-oh. did you know? Um, when you're hand cranking a car or uh, a motorcycle, like um, the engine, once it catches, can kick back mm-hmm. and throw the handle in the other direction. And so, speaking of risks, mm-hmm. there was like a ten percent chance when you were starting your car mm-hmm. that the thing would kick back and the the um, the handle would break your arm. Mm-hmm. How often would you drive your car if you knew that one in 10 times your arm would get broken? I mean, I would understand how the machine worked and I'd be like, no, fuck that. Right. You wouldn't do it. No, I would do it. But I, like, I would understand how it works. Like, I'm not going to be the. I would keep driving the car. <laughs> okay. What are you going to go on a horse? The point is there was a lot of risks to these things. Yeah. And people like. Yeah, but the other thing too is like the tires, they like barely worked. Well, the cars didn't go that fast. Yeah. But, uh, the point is, okay, so you had this thing that would like injure you pretty regularly mm-hmm. and people still chose to pursue this hobby. Okay. Whatever. What's so, your alternative? Horse? Yeah. Because they're like awesome. They don't injure anybody ever. Yeah. People said that at the time. And other people like, no, I like this newfangled automobile. It's great. Yeah. But that's change in general. Okay. Oh my God. Something different. The point, brr, 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 the point brr, brr. of the story is that, um, so some dude uh, was trying to crank his car and it kicked back and mm-hmm. it killed him, mm-hmm. which was also not uncommon. And the dude's friend was so distraught over this that mm-hmm. he went and inve- invented the electric starter mm-hmm. because he was so upset at losing his friend. Over Can't have day. people being killed. I mean, seriously, like no one would drive cars. No one. Fewer people would drive cars if you got seriously injured every time, most of the time, sometimes. When you drove it. What is it? Uh, you know, necessity is the mother of innovation. Necessity is the mother of invention. But you didn't need a car. You got a horse. But yeah, you feed horses. It. Yeah, well, that's people been doing forever. It was fine. Worked fine. Life got on okay. I'm trying to, like, shoehorn in Henry Ford's, like, faster horse thing, but I have no idea how to do it. Mm-hmm. The point is, uh, you know, the vanguard of uh, automobiling, 100 some years ago, like it was niche and it was dangerous and it had to become safer for people to kind of cotton onto it. It was smelly and it's loud and or vulcanized rubber. I mean, this dude's car like doesn't have a floorboard. He like takes it in and out and you can just see like the street going by underneath. It's like a Fred Flintstone. But now it's novelty. Mobile. Now it's novelty. Yeah. Well, in the time that was like, like you want to see the pavement and people are like, fuck yeah. But back then I'd be like, nope. Yeah, and you got a long dress and shit, gets caught in something. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's dangerous. You, just, you keep the... I think that's what you went to. Um, what, uh, I've got this little fun game I wanted to try. So I wanted to ask you... Uh, I'm, I'm calling the bit, I'm sure you know. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Mm. Uh, but the idea is that you get one point if you actually know, and you get 0.5 points... If you can come up with a plausible and or funny idea uh, or sorry, reasoning of what this thing is. Okay. So I get a point if uh, you try to stump me and I, I, I know what it is. Mm-hmm. And then I get half a point if I can bullshit my way through it. Exactly. Okay. So the first one is, uh, you know, Desmond, I'm sure you know, but uh, a billboard spectacular. What is a billboard spectacular? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, great name, off the off the hop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the lights on the billboard. Nope. <laughs> Are you sure? It, it, I'm positive. Wife works in advertising. 
So when I heard this, I was like, dude, I hope the guy who invented it like came up with his name and then went home and did heroin and died because it is the most bonker shit. So, you know, like when you have, a, you have a billboard above the street, right? Uh-huh. It's a rectangle. Uh-huh. All right. You know, the shit that goes like outside the rectangle. Uh-huh. That's a spectacular. Okay. So I just imagine some guy in a meeting being like, you know, here's your billboard, whatever. And the client's like, yeah, but I, it needs to be spectacular. And they were like, what happens if I put this guy's like hand that reaches out? That's a billboard spectacular. Do you think it went that way? Or do you think they're sitting there being like, oh, you know what would be cool? Like we have this box. What if we like thought outside the box <laughs> and had someone's <laughs> arm like extending over here? And they're like, that's a cool idea. Like, you know, it's a little different. And then um, they're like, well, what do we have to, we have to call this thing that's outside the box. And they're like, well, hmm. I'll bring it home. Um, I bet, I bet that a spectacular is a word for like, uh, you know, anything that was like sticking outside of the, the horse drawn carriage, you know, they're like, this is unsafe. You can't have your arms hanging outside this thing. <laughs> you were trying to sell that. And the classic word work. for it was spectacular <laughs> from the Latin spectator, <laughs> you know, no, and lacular work. being like, this can injure you. All right, that I mean, you know, props for the spirit. That's half uh, a but point. No, I'm just waiting to see how you rounded the corner, and you did you did, you did not round the corner. Uh, what was the last thing we talked about? Oh yeah, horse and buggies. Oh yeah, cars, horses. Okay, nope. All right, here's a here's, an independent judge for this. Yeah, yeah. No, this is no. We need a subjective. I'm judge. close. I'm close. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's another one. Okay. Uh, uppercase and lowercase, mm-hmm. you know, in typography, right? Mm-hmm. Why are they called uppercase and lowercase? Um, because the line height was divided into halves. And so some line, some letters exceeded that middle line and some lines, uh, some letters were just in the lower half. I mean, dude, kudos for you for fucking going out there okay. and just trying to put it down. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pause for a moment. I'm like, that's not, uh, that's actually not the answer, but I'm convinced. Uh, no, uppercase and lowercase. The uh, uh, uppercase letters, which are the capital ones, they were on the uppercase of a type catalog. So here's be, a question for you, Steve. Yeah. Why do they call them capital letters? Um, because they are capital. <laughs> I, I, I got nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get a point for throwing it back at you. I got nothing. Um, ooh, all right. The melting point of helium. The melting point of helium. Helium, light, tiny, airy. Makes your voice funny. Mm, it's full of surprises. Yep. Helium is like the Sagittarius of elements. And the Sagittarius of elements would have a melting point of? Mm, I would say like uh, 30 degrees Kelvin. Oh, God damn it. I got to look it up. Kelvin. Hold on. <laughs> it's another half point for me. In Kelvin. No, no, you get that. Wait, what'd it's you like say? Minus, 30 degrees? It's like minus 250 Fahrenheit. Oh, okay. Well, that was per- reasonably close. Uh, if you then multiply by two, then you get a little closer. Uh, but minus 458, I had no idea it was that cold. Minus 400. What? Are you, what? Fahrenheit, yeah. The melting point of helium is minus 458 degrees Fahrenheit. Wait, 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 wait. What's absolute zero in Fahrenheit? It's, isn't it minus 273? It's like, it's like minus like 600 or something. Yeah, I mean, this is 0.95 Kelvin. That's that's the melting point of helium. Okay, so it's just above absolute zero. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in researching ridiculous shit to ask you. Um, that was absolute zero in Kelvin is minus 273. And then I think it's 373 in Celsius, right? 600 in Fahrenheit? Is that true? I thought they kind of converged at some point. Absolute zero is 459. 459 what? Fahrenheit? Fahrenheit, yeah. Celsius, it's minus 273. That was 373. Two, I mean, the first thing I looked at on Google says this. I'm What's not Kelvin? Kelvin? Um, zero. Oh. I couldn't remember. That's why they call it absolute zero. I couldn't remember if it was zero degrees Kelvin or frozen water, but that's Celsius. <laughs> hmm. Well, that's um, the old uh, high school chemistry 
neurons. All right. I got two more here for two you. Two more. Okay. Let's do it. So uh, a low pressure sodium light bulb emits a certain wavelength. What is it? I think you can like piece this one together. You might not get the wavelength, but I think you can piece it together. A low pressure sodium wave, sodium light bulb emits a certain wavelength. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably emits several wavelengths, right? That's the trick. Yeah. So which of the many wavelengths mm-hmm. does it emit? Well, it's closer to um, infrared, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... What is it going to emit? Uh, are you looking for an answer in like millimeter waves, in hertz? I'm just trying to get you around the area because it's it's an interesting object. Black body radiation. <laughs> no, the the uh, ah, I think you got to like pontificate a little bit more because like you're you're right around it. Uh, there's a it it the beauty of uh, low sodium is that it only emits a single wavelength. And so it casts this. It's also uh, very low energy, but high uh-huh. voltage. That's sort of yellowish. Yeah, light. they used to use it for outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right, last one here. Well, wait. What's the answer? Uh, it's five hundred and eighty-nine nanometers wave, which. You heard it right here, folks. Five hundred eighty-nine nanometers, <laughs> peak to peak. Just, just, just take that one in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, all right, last one here is uh, the black market price of sand used in concrete. The black market price, yeah, of sand used in concrete. I would say it's um, eighty cents a pound. It. I have no idea. What Let's it say eight cents a pound. I think it's cheaper. Than Actually, I don't. I don't. I, I don't. Don't know what it is. I just heard that there's a black market for concrete now because. Well, wait. You give me this uh, thing and you don't have the answer. No. That's unsatisfying. Well, I was trying to hope that you came into something interesting. The uh, yeah. Apparently, sand is running out for concrete, and there's a black market for concrete. And where they're taking sand from like disadvantaged communities. <laughs> Dicker sand. Well, I mean, there's a, a a light market for sand, right? Like this is an above board market. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's too expensive. Mm-hmm. So they're turning this black market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And black markets usually, you know, oppress or exploit mm-hmm. people. people. So they're taking sand from helpless sand people. They can't fight back. I wonder... <laughs> You know, I'm sure there's like the good sand and the bad sand. I bet they like adulterate the sand or something mixed with flour or fentanyl. Dude, what if they put <laughs> fentanyl on the sand? <laughs> no, no, no. This, this is uh, three times as good. Don't worry about it. Just don't take too much. Strong sand. Strong sand. Well, that's what you want out of uh, Isn't that where they build the rich people's skyscrapers in uh, New York? Um, all skyscrapers are built with concrete, almost. I never thought about putting fentanyl in it. Well, okay, so then you can like leave little uh, presents for people. Right? <laughs> when the, when Somewhere the, in when this the building, building crumbles, <laughs> there's like little baggies falling out. So we're doing the apocalypse. There's like, your problem oh, right there. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's measured the tensile strength of fentanyl. Um, I wonder what it is. And okay, here's a question for you. It's being construction techniques. Um, Adding rebar to concrete Mm -hmm. uh, was a huge advance in making it, increasing the strength. Mm -hmm. But what great disadvantage uh, has this caused? Uh, That's for uh, expansion, right? Uh, I guess concrete does compression. Mm -hmm. Isn't that the the trade-off? So concrete does compression and the rebar does the expansion? Uh, Not what's the balance of the two, but like what is the... um, What's the weakness of putting these two materials together? Oxidization. Um, water. Water, yeah. Because then it rusts. And then that causes, I imagine, other problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then the rebar will fail. Um, but it's not just uh, tensile strength. It does add some of that, but it also adds like um, torsional strength um, and shear strength. And it supports the concrete over like a longer span. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. 
which I think is another way of saying um, sheer strength or deflection or something. What about fentanyl? Well, I mean, if you coated the steel in fentanyl, that would keep the water out. <laughs> and that would help with the rust. It, 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 might, it might attract a different audience. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I just think of like in Philadelphia, like the Ben Franklin Bridge that goes between like just North Philly and Camden. Mm-hmm. And if you were to coat that in fentanyl, I, I have no idea what would happen, but it would be a, something worth watching. Would it be uncoated in fentanyl pretty quickly? People are just like <laughs> licking it off? It's... <laughs> I yeah. Uh... Well, I don't have any extra fentanyl lying around, so I'm not going to waste it on the bridge. Thank but... God. Um, cool. Well, anything else for today? That's all we got here. I think we can wrap it up. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us on our adventures into things we know and well, we know everything. So it's just been a journey into things we know. Um. Please look for this podcast on... Uh, do you want to do this wrap-up? Do you want me to do it? Yeah, keep going. Uh, look for the podcast uh, wherever you find podcasts. They're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. Uh, probably a couple more coming soon. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, it really helps. And we'd love to see you back here um, next week. And I think we're going to open up an email address soon where you can send us questions um, or things you'd like us to cover. So uh, look for that in the show notes. And um, thanks for watching. Cheers. See you next time.